I need to talk to you about our Mickey Mouse HMO. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. <laughs> the show starts in 10, 9, First official pod of the new year. Make some noise for that. With no alcohol, we're going to keep that train rolling. And day two on keto. So, something to keep in mind there. We have some news today that's dropping. Should have dropped already. Might be leaking on X. Might be not, because X is wild. The Epstein flight logs about to be out today. And then we're going to get into Project 2025. I know we touched on that a few times uh, about a month or two ago, but there's a lot of details out there and the plan has been laid out. And then we're going to hit some stock picks for the year and get the fuck out of here. But first, like I said, keto, day two, going strong, drinking enough water, getting my electrolytes, all that stuff. Knowing this was going to happen last night, you know, you go to sleep and I'm like, I'm going to be up all night peeing because when you drop carbs like that, you drop a lot of water right away. And sure enough, I woke up like three times to use the bathroom, three times to take a piss, and one other time to use the bathroom in the other way. So we're not going to go into detail on the latter, but just know that uh, it is doing its thing. Not great. Uh, The initial first two or three days is not great. Today, I had a little low energy. I ate, you know, high fat lunch, mayonnaise, chicken salad, shit like that, and um, had a Gatorade Zero for the electrolytes. So there's that. But we also have great news because this was bothering me all Christmas, which shouldn't really but at the same time it does um a minus in the old class and the a minus is important because on the what the hell do we use it's not it's not blackboard or whatever one of those portals where your class is he just didn't put the grades in there he just he graded like half the shit and then just stopped like two months ago and no one really knew their grade and like in our Discord, we were like, what the fuck? Is this guy grading your shit? And they're like, no, he kind of just stopped at this point. So we don't really know. But we had to go into our transcript, ask for an unofficial one, which is easy to do. It just downloads a PDF. Looked at that. And our grade is on there. So little A minus. No big deal. Little Dean's List last semester. Make some noise. Again. Like I said, the Epstein flight logs are projected to be out today. They got uh, unsealed yesterday in a court order. So today, the, I guess, reporters or whoever is getting on it, someone's on it, hopefully. Um, if you date back, this was like early 2000s. You started hearing the name Epstein um, in conspiracy circles. And um, it was just one of those things. Like, they're going to get this guy. He's who the fuck is he? They're going to get him. Everyone knows Epstein's Island. And they just kept building and building and building. He got the whole we're not going to get into the entire story but because there's documentaries everywhere on it now basically he was a fucking child trafficker billionaire had a massive mansion in manhattan had all these high profile friends the clintons donald trump actors actresses do we say actresses still um prince andrew he had a, like a lot of high profile clients that when you fly you have to be on a manifest you can't just fly suspect you know so they're releasing the flight logs today and there's gonna be a lot of names on there that and this is the problem with x um x twitter 
what have you. Um, everyone has a blue check mark now. So you can't tell if it's like a reporter saying it or it's some asshole in the basement just posting a list of names of people he doesn't like. Like, I don't know why Chrissy Teigen would be at Epstein's Island. You know, like, I don't I don't know. Maybe she does want to go. Maybe she is a fucking pedophile. But all these lists that people put out, it's just like, oh, look, the Clintons are on it 50 times. And then a bunch of blue check marks just retweet it. And they're like, see, he told you. And it's like, is there any evidence? Like, who's who made that list? You know, or they just see, I think it's like John Doe 46. And that's supposed to be, or it's John Doe 39 because he was the 39th president. He's on it. But apparently Clinton's on it. Obama's on it. Probably uh, Donald Trump is on it. 45. And this is the cool thing about being a president. We're going to go off the off track here. I didn't. I knew this happened. I've heard it said before, but I don't think presidents go into it knowing that this is going to be their nickname from now on. It's your nickname becomes your number of your presidency. So there's 46 presidents, Joe Biden being number 46. And like when you get, say you get elected twice, right? You become 43 and 44, like Obama did. Bush was George W. Bush W was 41 and 42. But people refer to you as your number when you get like that. So people say 45 and that's Donald Trump. They say 44 or 43 and that's, I think they referred to the later year. So like 44 is Obama. They don't just call him 43 or 44. I think it's just 44 and you stick with it like that. But that's a cool nickname. Like if someone calls you by your number, like that's pretty fucking sweet. And there's only been 46 of them. I mean, less than that, but because people get reelected and shit. But I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. I think that's like a cool nickname to have. Someone just calls you by your by a number that you are and everyone knows what you're talking about. Maybe not everybody because who the hell knows? Like one. Oh, what's up? One. And you're talking about George Washington. Two. Uh, James Madison. Think so. Uh, anyway, we're moving on. Digressing. Uh, yeah, Epstein's flight log is coming out. And then the topic du jour, topic of the day, is Project 2025, which I've mentioned on, I would say, two podcasts. I wouldn't say multiple, but two would be the idea. So Project 2025, for those that aren't aware, is a 1,000-page plan created by Trump-era Republican groups, the MAGA crowd, aiming to reshape the executive branch of the U.S. federal government. Its objective is to purge and restructure the U.S. government, removing bureaucratic structures that are perceived as favoring a liberal political agenda. The plan seeks to fundamentally change how the federal government operates, particularly in terms of policy, personnel, and training. When I saw that word particularly, I I was like, oh, I'm going to say this fucked up. I said it good the first time. The second time right there, not so good. The project is led by Paul Dans, an MIT-educated lawyer. You got to watch out for these MIT guys, man. They're fucking wild. Affiliated with the Heritage Foundation. The Heritage Foundation, for those of you that don't know, a conservative think tank heavily involved in the planning along with other conservative organizations. These groups plan to recruit on what they call conservative warriors. to implement this agenda, effectively administering loyalty tests and preparing them through a presidential administration academy. One of the key measures proposed in the is the reinstatement of Schedule F, a Trump-era executive order. This would reclassify tens of thousands of federal employees as at-will workers, making it easier to fire them. The intention is to replace career civil servants and government officials with individuals loyal to the conservative agenda, thereby centralizing power in the White House and diminishing the independence of various federal agencies. Checks and balances you got to think of right here. Critics argue that Project 2025 poses a significant threat to democracy. The plan 
seeks to replace the federal workforce with like-minded, radical right-wing individuals, potentially undermining the nonpartisan nature of civil service. This could lead to a government that is less accountable and more politically biased, raising concerns about the erosion of democratic principles and the checks and balances system, and that one right, in the U.S. government. Any thoughts on this, Brady, or what? Flabbergasted, I know. The project includes proposals to reshape federal agencies, reduce their independence, and allocate more power to the president. Specific policy recommendations include include overhauling the DOJ, Department of Justice, attacking environmental policies, prosecuting distributors of abortion pills, and abolishing diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. So basically, let's go back to the 1950s. Let's drink poisonous water. Let's make it so women have no choice other than to have babies, rape, incest, or not. Yeah, you're pregnant, you're having that fucking thing. And we're not going to help you after you have it either. Once that thing crosses crosses the threshold, the vaginal threshold, as I like to call it, and people smarter than me have called it, you're on your own, kid. And then, of course, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which let's just get rid of anything that's not white. The project has received support from figures like Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis. 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 Rhonda, because <laughs> with his fucking heels, who have expressed alignment with it within its goals. The Trump campaign has also endorsed the project, aligning it with Trump's Agenda 47 platform. 47, see? That's a cool nickname. 47. However, there is significant opposition from Democratic leaders who are seeking to ways to protect civil service workers and maintain the nonpartisan nature of the federal bureaucracy. The project's vision extends beyond 2025, however, aiming to have a lasting impact, lasting impact on the United States government. However, key players acknowledge the challenges in implementing such a sweeping agenda, especially considering the lack of experience in governing and the potential for increased government incompetence and chaos. So this plan, like I just read, is basically a plan to just instill a shitload of yes men. And the problem with why they can't do it, or they couldn't do it earlier, is because it's almost impossible to be fired as a federal employee. It's you have to really fucking do something dumb because they can just reassign you. You know, you really have to disrespect, not even disrespect. You really got to fucking try to get fired as a government employee outside of like being like you work for the president or you work for like the secretary of state and she just fires you. Even in that case, I don't know why I said she. I think it's a she. He, she, whoever, because I was thinking of secretary of state, the show with Tia Leone. Good show, by the way. However, it's one of those shows you can't binge because it's the same story every week starts off good problem arises they spend the entire show fixing the problem happy happy ending at the end you know it's not made shows like that were made before binge watching became a thing that house is another one you can't binge watch because it's the same shit every time patient comes in house is a dick says it's easy turns out it's the rarest disease possible he fixes it saves the day we move along digressing again what are we talking about so this executive order that he made section f makes it so you can just get fired you're an at-will employee so they don't need to go through the whole process of like a review and what did they do wrong like do we really need to fire him can we just or fire them can we just let's just reassign them somewhere put them in the fucking mail room you know um stuff like that so with doing that say you just get rid of all the people you don't like right and then you got to hire people right so you hire people they pass this test that they're going to give the presidential administration academy they're going to give you a loyalty test from a conservative warrior fucking virgin and then they're like oh you're hired to do this now even though you might have a background in what you're supposed to be doing they're like yep you're gonna go be in charge of that similar to in don't look up the leonardo dicaprio vehicle directed by adam mckay controversial also a very long movie my length perfect length for me i'm a two and a half hour movie guy perfect length for me where in the movie president orleone orleone was it orlean i don't know um, played by Meryl Streep. I think it only has one Academy Award. A great actress. 
know. She hires a anesthesiologist because she was a close friend of hers in college to be the head of NASA. And like every time the NASA lady speaks, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio's character, who's a who studies astronomy, he's like a he's like a PhD in astronomy and all this shit and physics and astrophysics and all this stuff. He's like the smartest dude in the subject. Is like she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's an anesthesiologist, but that's how that's these kind of people because she's loyal to the president. So that's that's the kind of shit that would happen. That's why they talk about like this would be chaotic because you're going to put a bunch of people in there just based on loyalty, similar to how Russia's ran. Um, and then you're just going to be kissing the ring and saying yes. And when you have a whole group of people just agreeing on shit, that's when shit goes awry because no one's there to be like, hey, this is a terrible idea. You know, there's no checks and balances anymore. So like it works on the big level, like you got the Supreme Court, the executive branch, the president, and then you got Congress, right? And they all have checks and balances. And right now we don't agree on anything. Everything's 50-50. So nothing gets done, which is also a problem because everything's evenly split. There's no majority. Like, yeah, the Republicans have the House and they have, they don't even have the Senate anymore, do they? I don't know. But it's close enough where it doesn't really matter because nothing ever gets done this way. But if everyone was on the same page, they all agree to it. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And that's how bad, bad ideas get put into place. What this is talking about is at every single level, you have loyalists in every agency talking like DHS, IRS, FBI, CIA. Everyone is a loyalist at this point. And you can get fired if you're not like, oh, you don't agree with me. You're fired. It's not like, oh, you don't agree with me. We still have to work together because we work for the government, not for each other. This would put it, make it more personal. So then you just hire people that are incompetent. But even if they're competent, they're still going to follow your agenda. And if they follow your agenda, they're not going to follow what's right. They're going to follow what they sh- what's right according to them, which is your agenda. And that's how really bad things start to happen, like banning abortion pills, uh, getting rid of environmental policies. People are like, oh, well, we don't need, I don't want fucking windmills in the ocean. Like, no, they're talking about getting rid of policies that are in place already. Like, you can't put a factory on a river where the water runs down. So if you fucking poison the river, everything south of there is going to get destroyed. That's why you can't put certain factories or pollution near wind. Like there's certain wind directions you you have to uh, account for when you make these things because you don't want everyone blowing in toxic air. Those are the policies they want to get rid of. Those are like the regulations. They're not talking about like, oh, let's not install solar panels on the White House anymore. This is like, no, we're going to roll back. We're going to roll these policies back, not just stop doing new ones. We're going to just get rid of the ones that are already there. And then you got the Department of Justice who's supposed to be impartial and just be like, if you break a law, you break a law. It doesn't matter if you're the president, whoever you are. Then it's going to be like, no, now you're on our team and you're not going to get prosecuted or even investigated. So right there, you know what I mean? And then you got all the federal judges, the local judges all appointed to be following this rule. And if you don't, you get fired. But that's only if this all takes place. So when people say like, oh, it can't happen here, this is one of those steps that makes it so it can happen here. Like eventually it will happen here if these steps do become a thing. And I know what you're saying. This is alarmist and you sound crazy. This is a plan. Like they, they, it's advertised on their website. Like you can look it up. I looked it up. You know, I was doing my research. And I'm out here looking this shit up. So it's nothing that they're hiding. Like they're, they're open about it. So something to look into. But we're going to move on. And this is a new subject we're going to cover, which you may or may not enjoy. I'm not a financial expert. I don't claim to be. Um, but it is a hobby I picked up last year of playing the stock market a little bit. I wish I had the money to lose to be a day trader. I'm a, I'm not that smart. Uh, that's just what it is. I know I would lose all my money if I did, but the way I do it or the way I've done it is swing trading is one where you're like, this stock is supposed to go up in the next three months. Let me buy it now. In three months, we'll check back. If it goes up to a certain point, that's 
I'm comfortable with getting out of. If I don't think it's going to go up anymore, get out of it. If it's down, you get out of it. But you're not losing that much money. It's just up, you know, half a percent, one percent, two percent, stuff like that. So like it becomes a game. I look at it as a game. Like the game is to stay in the green. You want your when you open up Robin Hood, right? You want it green. If you see red, you're having a tough day. When you see green, you're like, this is a good feeling. This is a good feeling, dude. Something like that. So you're like, all right, just treat it like that. You want to make something that makes my chart green. That's the simplest way to put it. When the chart's green, I'm happy. When it's red, I made a mistake. But you never gamble with money you can't lose, right? And you're not going to do something stupid like, hey, like the dudes on Wall Street bets on Reddit. <laughs> like there's a guy in there. He said his wife's divorcing him. So he found that out. Like he went and saw divorce papers. He went right to the bank, took all their money and dumped it into like penny stocks. And she, he's like, either we're going to be millionaires and we're going to split all of our money or we're going to be broke. There's going to be, that's the only option at this point. Not going to do that, you know, but there are some picks. There actually is one stock that I'm watching this year. And this has to do with the trend of me bashing Elon Musk because Tesla's not the, not the unicorn it once was. Couple flops here and there, couple recalls, full self driving. It's been 11 years. There's a clip someone made of 11 years of Elon Musk promising full self driving by the end of the year. He has said it almost every year for the last 11 years that full self driving will be ready by the end of the year he's in. So he said it about 11 times so far and he keeps repeating it and it's nowhere close to being done. I watch videos on Reddit of the, it's called Tesla Cam. And it's people uploading videos of their Teslas doing crazy shit on full self-drive, like just switching three lanes, not checking nothing, just going, just doing their thing, veering off the road, changing lanes because it can't differentiate between a yellow line and a white line. So it just moves into the left lane because it thinks into oncoming traffic because it thinks that's where it should go. And it just does its thing. This is the stuff the elites don't want to tell you. So it's not the prize pony it once was. I'm putting, I'm putting some stock buying some stock in one of its competitors, Rivian Automotive, listed in the NASDAQ as R-I-V-N. It's ramping up its production capabilities. It loses like $120 billion a year. So <laughs> it's still in the startup phase. Um, it's not like it's, it pumps out the R1S. Yeah, the R1S, the Rivian 1S, which is, it's better than the Cybertruck in terms of it has a crumple zone. It has features that people want. It operates like a truck. It's not just some weird stainless steel thing and it's not as expensive. So this last year, all their pre-orders are 70% the R1S. The trend is people have been canceling. They don't know this if it's exactly the same people, but there's been a drop-off in reservations for the Cybertruck and an uptick in R1Ss. And they're projected to come out with their R2, which is going to be the next, obviously, iteration where Tesla just keeps pumping out Tesla Model 3, Model S, Model Y. There hasn't been a new model in forever except for the fucking Cybertruck, which is going to be a flop. It's going to be a flop. And <laughs> it is a flop. Everything that shows it's a it's a fucking disaster. Um, so Rivian, strong position in the EV market. It's experienced significant growth over the last few years, especially in California, where it was mostly Teslas. Teslas, it has taken over as a significant competitor to Tesla. It gets favorable favorable ratings from analysts with no sell equivalent ratings on the stock, indicating a general optimism about the company's future performance. Right now it has a buy or hold rating. That's good because you don't want to sell, obviously. And again, I sound stupid talking about this because this is all new to me. This is my research. This is how I research stocks. So I'm on Robinhood. I get the Morningstar report from them. I go, ChatGPT, you know, my assistant, <laughs> look it up. And I, I ask you questions about it. And it won't tell you exactly what you should do. 
But it says like, if I were in your shoes, here's what I would do. Compare these two companies, which one has the higher chance of going up? Not so much. It's going to be worth more, but where it is now, where it's supposed to be in the future, here's where they are. So what I did is put in Fisker. I put in um, Tesla, Rivian, and BYD. But BYDs you can't buy in US yet. I'm like, which one of these would you invest in? Rivian came out on top. Tesla's like, oh, it's a safe bet because it's Tesla, but not really because, again, flops, controversy with Elon, he's borrowed heavy to buy test to buy X with Tesla stocks. It's just and it's overvalued. It's not even the same category as traditional automakers like Toyota, Honda, Ford. So it's going to come back down to there, which would be like a 40% dip, 30% dip, sorry. And Rivian expects to drastically increase production of its pickup truck, the R1T in 2024. The CFO expressed confidence in the company becoming profitable by the end of 2024 with a focus on increasing production and reducing manufacturing supplier costs. So you couple that with what the market and the economy is doing overall, which inflation is coming down, interest rates are coming down, they're going to be able to borrow more money, more people are going to be willing to invest. The stock should go up. (laughs) Should. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know if it's going to go up or not, but I'll take a flyer on it. Again, the whole point of it, end of the day, I look on Robinhood and I look on Robinhood and my portfolio is green. So that's where we're going to leave you with. And we're going to get out of here because we're hitting the 25-minute mark now. Uh, I've been rambling on about God knows what. But we're going to keep it there. Hopefully, uh, you guys are staying hydrated. Fun fact, uh, (laughs) me and the boys have joined a Reddit group called Hydro Homies. And it's just people in there talking about water. It's the craziest thing. And there's 200,000 people in this group. I don't know if it's 200,000, but it's a lot. I would say 20,000. It's a lot of people in there. And they just talk water all day long. That's all they talk about. They shit on you if you drink like a Gatorade Zero. If you put like electrolytes in your water, they're like, no, that's that's stupid. Like you dumbass, just drink water. And like they get on you. They talk about water bottle sizes, the mouthpiece on the water bottle. Is it too thin, too narrow? Which has the best water piece, water uh, mouthpiece on a water bottle? All this stuff. You know, it's a lot of hot topics in the water wa- water world. So we're staying hydrated. We're getting out there. We're doing our thing. Hopefully everyone stays dry, stays dry like it's fucking raining, stays warm, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Stay woke. Lex Brady.